Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share struggles, we brainstorm solutions, and we would love to have you join us. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another week of Chaotic Harmony. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Uh, this week, we're really excited. Yeah, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, we received an email um, from a lovely person, and it wasn't spam. It wasn't spam, which is always a nice thing. This is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, yeah. Anyways, um, so they were asking us a question, and like we thought about, well, we could just email this person, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's a lot of these the um, the questions that this person asked was very applicable to multiple people. So absolutely. Um, just go to the question portion, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to read all the. Yeah, go to go to the start. Yeah. Go to the start. Uh, to the, the start. Oh, to, okay, no, to the question. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the, the preamble. You would think we could communicate better after uh, three seasons. No, no. Yeah, we're uh, still working so on it. One of the questions that uh, Ashley asks is, "I was wondering if you could share your routines, structure of your classes. Mm-hmm. How long are your periods? Let's stop there. So." Hi, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. It's really cool that you emailed us. We were thrilled to get it, mm-hmm. and we are thrilled to answer these questions. You had some great ones. Yes. and uh, And the truth is that the answer to all of these questions um, has changed. Over, yeah. <laughs> this school year, a oh, lot Oh, well, that's of... for sure. But I think we first talked oh, about yeah. a lot of these things a couple years ago. And um, the teacher that I was, you know, four years ago is not the teacher that I am today. Uh, and nope. it certainly nope. wasn't the teacher that I was when I was, you know, first starting. Yeah. Um, so the answer to these, to all of your questions uh, has evolved. And I think that they, so. that they evolve year to year because, uh-huh. um, you know, schedules change. Sometimes you change school. And I think, at least for us, we reflect a lot. And mm-hmm. in reflection, we try to make sure that we're not stagnant, but we're constantly trying to evolve what we're doing. So, yeah. But do you want to talk about this school year? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Let's answer. Let's let's answer um, all of her questions authentically, authentically. I think from from where we are this year. So, okay. yeah. Um, and you said nice things to us too, Ashley. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate them. So, um, she said that she enjoyed how uh, honest both of us are, and thank you for saying that. And I think that that's the only way that we can approach this. Very much so. Yeah, just this is our own experience. We talked about vulnerability last episode. So <laughs> yes, like... we did. We got into it. So, here we go. Um, so, uh, let's see here. I was wondering if you could share your routines and structures of your classes. Mm-hmm. So, and then she goes on, how long are your periods? Oh, so, we can we do the whole thing? Or? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just read the whole thing. From the, what, from the email, top of the email? No, just, okay. I was wondering if you could share your routines and structures of your classes. How long are your periods? Do you start with a warm up? Mm-hmm. How much time do you devote to instruments, games, et cetera? And what grades do you do recorders with? How do you divide your units for each grade? Um, there's a lot of stuff to answer in there. So, yep. yeah. So routines and structures for our classes. So how long are your periods this year? This year is so weird. Uh-huh. I know it because is weird. Because right now I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this, uh, we now have only two VAPA teachers at our school site. Okay. And But we have, but there are a lot more teachers now. And so that. So you have more classes to try to cram in. And, but in order to make things equitable, uh-huh. it's just, we haven't created a good schedule. So at the moment for when we are having collab, when we're having our collaboration weeks, only 35 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. It's very short. Yeah. Um, when it's just music classes, it's just But that's just also pretty 40. typical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but when it's just music, it's forty minutes. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a weird thing. So forty minutes plus or minus. It's always been forty minutes plus or minus. Okay. Um. How about you? How long are your classrooms? Uh. Well, I think I've talked about this before. Mine are mine are strangely long. Um. My blocks. I see four classes a day. So, 
Uh, I know it's it's about an hour and 15 minutes per class, but they get broken up because of recess and stuff. And um, the kids can't, especially the younger kids, nobody can focus for that long except for sixth grade. And I had to work them up to it. Yeah. So I break mine up um, with, you know, walks in the garden. Mm-hmm. We take bathroom breaks. We take water breaks. Um, I We're not sitting in a circle um, and learning continuously that entire time. I have to approach my classes a lot more like a general education teacher does. Uh, they're not they're not just doing math for an hour and 15 minutes a day. Usually. Believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they change it up too. Yeah. Um, so minor, I'm in a, just a different teaching mm-hmm. place than I ever have been. Okay. Yeah, and we only have two Vapid teachers too, but we also have 17 classes. Yeah, we have more than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's odd. It's odd. It is odd. Um, so that's how long our sessions are okay. for structure. Uh, when I started, I was taking more of a shotgun approach mm-hmm. where I was doing little bits of things here and there. Um, as opposed to one long overarching thing. Mm-hmm. Um, things have evolved since then. I still, with lower graders, I still do a shotgun approach. I start with a vocal warm up and then do some, some uh, song, a song, then do some movement as well. So it's very much like bite sized elements. Then when mm-hmm. they get older, it's like more of like a lo- one long cohesive um, idea. I'm still evolving this idea, especially since like um, I beca- got my, went from ankle deep to. Hip deep with Orf. Uh-huh. <laughs> Things have been changing in my mind with my still wiggling in MD. there. <laughs> I'm still I'm still wiggling, still uh-huh. wiggling. Um, so uh, I'm still experimenting with paradigms. Um, okay. But that's the structure I've taken um, in individual classrooms. Mm-hmm. Yours is different. Sure. Yeah, and it's changed. Yeah, um, yeah I've talked before about how I um, I try to make. the classroom feel like home Mm. and that has changed the way that i do it so expand okay so for my brain i have adhd um i need to write down my routine i get very easily distracted and i get very easily overloaded by Mm -hmm. my kids um you know if everybody's just spinning off in different directions they always are you know spinning off in different directions i get distracted i have a child um who is my helper um in every class they are my brain child I call them that. Um, And they are responsible for uh, keeping me to the schedule uh, that I have written on the board. And um, and they will move the magnet down. So I'll have a list. Oh, you have a magnet. The, like, I do. It's on the whiteboard. Okay. And I write down like the routine. So we've got our, you know, whatever the list of activities is. It's shorter with the bigger kids because we go deeper. Yeah. There's a lot more things on the list for the little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll move the magnet down. And then they're also responsible for things like where Mrs. Predmore <laughs> left her ukulele. And they're so <laughs> cute. Like they, um, I have to sit on a, on a wobble cushion on the floor because I've got, you know, old lady hip problems and stuff. And so they, they the like, get my, I know, <laughs> I know. And so if I go to sit without it, they're like, oh, Mrs. Primmore, you need this. It's so cute. Aww, they really take their job cute. very seriously. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, my that's but that's it. It's like I try to start off with the same songs um, with the little kids every day. So I have a hello song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do some sort of a interactive song where they have to sing back to me and that okay. changes. Yeah. And then we go into new material and I try to do things no less than four times because they get really frustrated if we sing a song or play a game once and then that's it. Yes, very much so. They want to do it again. And it's always odd because as educators, we see, for example, like we're teaching a class for first grade mm-hmm. or a lesson for first grade. I 
have four first grade classes. Mm -hmm. And so I don't teach that lesson only once. I teach it four times. And so it may feel overwhelming to us, but... For the kids, if they love it, they want it again. So and by the time you've done Button, you must wander 50 times in a school year. You're like, never again. <laughs> but for them, it's only five times. Right. So yeah. yeah keeping keep that mind is always a tricky thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is, which is why it's important to write things down. Yes. It's easy to forget. It's like, you know, I, when I've done something three times already in a day, um, it's easy to forget to do it the fourth. Yeah. So similarly, I also have it written on the board. I like the magnet idea. Uh-huh. I haven't. I don't do that. I, ha, question: When you write on the board, have you ever just like oh, just forget it? We're doing something else. Uh-huh. Like, this oh, yeah, not listed on the board. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if they're not responding to it. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I have a list of things read on room. my board, uh-huh. and I was like, it's not so much this is our we're our itinerary. This is more like the guidelines, and uh-huh. so we might not You're do more all like the guidelines really. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, well, uh-huh. it's more like this. We might not do all these activities. Sure. This is like if we are not ready to do number A, letter A, we'll probably uh-huh. do letter C or such. So like, these are the possibilities that we, we might do. I keep it broad. I don't. I don't usually name specific songs. I'll oh, say I just, like I... opening songs, <laughs> right? Chant, <laughs> gotcha. game. Yeah, I do try to hit up the the different elements of music, and so um, I have them on my wall, and I that's really helpful because I'll look at them and I'll thank you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, right. Big paper. <laughs> yes, big giant paper. Um, he gave us the biggest standards ever. Like he printed off the yep. California state standards on like eleven what by seventeen paper. One to like probably like uh, <laughs> it's like a phone book. Yes. <laughs> huh. What do you call the the place that like prints stuff out? What's that? Kinkos. No, no, no that's the company. What's the oh. key? What, like the coffee shop or whatever? Yeah, there's a name for it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was across Cooper. It was the like the, library? And that's not the library. Okay. Anyways, like, yeah, probably like, well, fine, went to Kinko's. I'm just, I didn't want yeah. to be a co- company specific. He went to probably the went to district Kimper- office. Exactly, the district office of photo, ooh, I forget the word is. Anyways, like, what's the biggest paper? I need a help. That's help right. It. That's exactly. Yes, so. I need to give all of my teachers a poster of every single standard. I'm sure if you had the time, he would have stapled all of them together to like make one huge. <laughs> Anyways, regardless. <laughs> Unleash it like a scroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Mark. We love you. Shout out. Uh, shout out. Um, so, yes, the answer, uh, Ashley, is yes. I start off with a warm-up. And yeah. I actually make my kids say the rules every day, too. Oh, that's cool. I, I, well, I mean, that's this year thing. And I think mm, we talked about that. We did, yeah. I teach um, every single day this year specifically like it's day one until it doesn't feel like day one anymore and so far it hasn't not felt like day one anymore so (laughs) i remind them what the classroom rules and procedures are and i greet them at the door i used to with kindergarten through second grade lead them into the classroom doing a song and dance activity usually like some sort of a movement um thing to a fun song and that was so nice because they followed me in and i would have them sitting in a circle without them even realizing it but now um, I feel like that individualized greeting is more important than ever, and I have to have a seating chart because of COVID protocols. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, the way I got around that was I just have all of their numbers on the ground on sit spots. But I saw on Facebook somebody else pinned their numbers to the ceiling so the kids would find their number and sit under it, and then they're not constantly peeling the Velcro off the floor. And I was like, whoa. So I might try that. I thought that was kind of cool. Wait, what? Yeah. Instead of putting the sit spots on the floor, they put it on the ceiling so the kids find their number and then they sit under it. And it kind of blew my mind. 
it's blowing your mind right now. It is blowing my mind right now. I'm like, that is so smart. It was somebody with a hard floor, so she couldn't use sit spots. That's fair, yeah. But like, but that that's it makes so much sense. Those kids look. Oh, I know. It drives me nuts. I remember my my first year. I mentioned this on my one of the earlier episodes that Mm -hmm. um, kids love stabbing things. Oh yeah. And I had had tape. Yeah, I had tape, (laughs) and so I was like. Stabby, stabby, stabby. I was like, what's what's going on with these what's kids? What's wrong with you? Um, I was like, no, just, just kids. I, I remember I used to love stabbing things as well. I know. Um, kids are really destructive. It's very tactile. It's like, you, like, it you puncture and puncture. Oh, it went through. It's like, yeah. yeah it's this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> also, I shouldn't have placed tape on the floor to begin with it. But that's I know. beside the point. I have learned from my first year. Um, but no, that's, that, that blows my mind. On the, I know. on the roof. Uh, I know. And I'm looking at my frayed sit spots because they're already like falling to pieces because yeah. the kids are so hard on them. And it drives me crazy that some of them move them. Oh, yeah. That happens all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I don't even see it happening. I, oh, I, 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 yeah. A lot of my students uh, with special needs, like they'll, they'll do it. And I, I understand it. But it's just like then I have to do like right before the next class comes. Yeah. Like I have to make adjustments. Oh, but yeah. then my perfectionist element, like this is not perfectly straight. I know. <laughs> it's like you don't understand how carefully I measured. <laughs> if I if I could, I would grab a string and I like make a grid line place it yeah. on like in the prop. I did that at the beginning of the school year. Everything was perfectly in a line and now it's like yeah. like all wavy Meandering. Anyway. So anyway. no, that's fascinating. So okay. And that would help a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so that is a change a change that I plan to make when we go back. Does it not affect the um the the lights not get in the way? That's a good question and I'll let you know. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I um, imagine that might be a bit of a barrier. Yeah, I lo- so you speaking about like them speaking the rules. I like that. Yes. Um, I rule number one: be a first time listener. Rule they all f- say it. Rule number four: elevate our ensemble. Oh, that's it's rule number five. Five was five. Don't be a <laughs> don't be a turd. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But something I've thought about doing is. Creating a song, but I, I, I creating a song not for the rules because I feel like that's indoctrination. Oh, I do it. You okay? Well. It's to a scale, and we work our way up the scale. Okay, that's cool. Listen closely the first time. Stay in your bubble, please don't pop mine. Know when to play and when to rest. Always be your very best. Keep your words and actions kind. Help our ensemble really shine. These are the things we do each day to learn all the music we want to play. Kind, responsible, and safe is the Finny Bulldog all-star way. Okay, And then we do it in a round. And then for sixth graders, you say, all right. So which um, which rule did you break? Was it do, re, mi, fa, so? <laughs> and I want the Kerwin hand signs. Exactly. If not, you stay behind. That's right. Um, but I, I, I feel so that I'm not yucking your yum. But for me, Good. that's not. I, I feel like that. Is that icky to you? It's the. Uh, it feels. Well, should we talk more... about how you feel about the Pledge of Allegiance? <laughs> Nope, we won't. We, we won't. won't do we'll that. call you out. We won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got him with that one. Oh, I didn't even no, mean but to. I am... <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it feels too much. Poke, 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 poke. I will Facebook poke you. Yeah, you have, and I, I have, have refused yes. to respond. Uh, no. Thank you, David Ralph, for keeping this uh, poke uh, fight on. <laughs> um, that all said, um, yeah, I feel like whenever we I, I have kids sing rules, it becomes less of a song, more of like conditioning almost. And it mm-hmm. works. 
It works. It does. It works. It, it helps them remember it. I would like to find a way for to create a song that is more intrinsic, but it doesn't feel so much like it's the rules. It's like more like, hey, how can we be? Uh, I, I I like what you do in like in the end. Like this is the um, this is what it means to be a uh, you know a, a finny bulldog. bulldog. Exactly. And so if I could have a song that focuses on being a good individual. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the rules. That's what I'm trying to go towards. But maybe I might. I don't know. I'm, off the, I'm still ruminating on this. I don't have it. Ruminate answer. on it. Let me know what you land on. I will. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like the idea, though, that you do go. The kids go over the rules. Yeah, they go over the rules. And it's also a mallet warm up. And um, mm. and that's for that's that's, cool. that's for um, that's for mallet dexterity with the bigger kids. I do, with the little kids, we do do it with them. Do do. Thank you. <laughs> we uh, we do it with the Kerwin hand signs. Cool. 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 Um question about procedures sure uh how long does it take for you to grab all the orc instruments oh forever um it did i've gotten better at that so um i am dying to get stands same but there's not a room also my classroom you have a little classroom i could i could get away with it i really need to get stands though for my back if nothing else Mm -hmm. um i'm feeling and I'm I'm going through some health issues this year, okay. um, and so my body is just not where it needs to be. I'm I'm in a lot of pain lately, mm. and it's kind of sad because I can't get up and like dance with the kids like I used to. So, um, I am trying to be careful with how much I lift those things um, because they're heavy. So what I've done is uh, most of the time I have um, all of the woods on two sides. So on because my classroom is a big square. So I have um, the woods on two sides and then the metals on two sides. And then the kids have an assigned instrument to share with their partner and they slide them to their number. Um, so they're all in rows. Uh, and I've, I've trained them to do that. And I, I tell them to chugga-chugga-choo-choo train their instrument. And I keep the mallets um, in those little pencil grabbers. Okay, you keep them there. Yeah, on what the What about instrument. the though? I just lay them on top. But the kids, okay. Yeah. But I'm curious, how long does it take? Uh, it's fast because we it's practice fast. it. And do they, but they choose or like... Or they're no, they're um, but I try to, but I do try to change who rotate. gets. Yeah, I rotate who gets metals and who gets woods. Mm, okay, okay, that's probably a bad idea for me. Like in order for kids to make sure they choose what they want, yeah. I have kids' name. I have mentioned this before. I have all the students' names on decks of cards. Oh, okay. And so kids then grab after a call, but this just takes a while. It does. It takes a while, and when you only have mm. thirty-five minute classes, and I'll tell them, um, you know, if you really feel strongly about it and you want to trade with somebody, then we can. Um, and I do carefully choose who gets to play the bass xylophone because everybody wants the bass xylophones i have two of them yeah um yeah Yeah. so i'll uh i'll make sure that it's the best listeners gotcha yeah okay and kids who won't fall out of their chairs oh use chairs only for the bass xylophones oh they they do knees oh okay yeah (laughs) yeah that's rough yeah but they enjoy it I mean, okay. that's that's the cool instrument. It is the cool instrument. I've also because of the lack of space. I've every morning I've I saw so I have my chairs on wheels. Okay. Like I have the wee, the wheelie chairs in the bottom, and yeah. I have a stack of seven chairs on top. Yeah. Every morning I roll them outside of class. Yeah. And so that way there's more room. So, but grabbing a chair from outside is always like a pain. So. Yeah, totally. But um, okay, that's a good that's a good approach. I like that. Yeah. Because, like time. 
I know. Time is short. I'm always looking for ways to cut down on the time. And then uh, at the end of every quarter, I have a kid um, vacuum them out. They love helping me take oh, care of them. Cool. Yeah. Um, my my instruments are, they have taken a beating. And so mm-hmm. I have a lot of fixing to do. And yeah. that's the thing. I want them used. I want the kids to be used to using them. But there is a lot of maintenance that you have to do on any percussion instrument. So. I'm sorry, we should do an episode with Sasha. Oh, for sure, about how to fix them. Yeah. We should do a video, a video series. A video series, yeah. yeah. That'd be good. Um, yeah, we've talked about doing a mallet wrapping party mm-hmm. before, and she's mm-hmm. offered to do that. Yeah. Um, so Sasha Stone, who was on in season one, is the vice president for San Diego ORF, and she's amazing. She's awesome. Um, and she also uh, started up a program like we did after 30 years of not having one in San Carlos, and all of her instruments were salvaged from closets and stuff. Fascinating. And so, yeah, she she has an amazing instrumentarium, and it's because she's a percussionist and she was able to fix a bunch of broken instruments. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she could definitely uh, school us. She could definitely, yeah. Yeah. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Yeah, we should, we should do an instrument viewers. fixing episode anyway yeah. so uh did we uh, address all the points i don't know if we did okay so just, do you start with a warm-up how much time do you devote to instruments games etc it that depends that yeah for i try to have everything be game like okay um especially when learning new concepts yeah um or learning theoretical ideas learn through play learn through play exactly mm-hmm. um so i I mentioned this earlier on in the earlier episodes, but um, I do a lot. I, I, a lot of my earlier curricula before I got into the ORF uh, was Fire Robin based. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still do conversational solfege a lot. Mm-hmm. That's my method of teaching reading. Um, but some of the things that I do with it um, for like reading notation and having them work on memorization and such is mm-hmm. uh, that I enjoy. It's been a little bit difficult with COVID, but um, talking to me on the telephone. Mm-hmm. Do you, have I shared this with you? You have. It's yeah. really cute. So to those who I, I don't, I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast. I don't think if you have either. The, but well, it's a to fun those one. who have not listened you to this, do it for chapter share. Um, that would, you know what? Mm-hmm. I need to find better ways because again, it's co- again, COVID. But um, pre-COVID, and adju- yeah, pre-COVID, what I did this is the, this is the vanilla version. Um, I have a like, through Fire Robin. There's they have these huge cards, and you can make them yourself. But they have these huge cards of um, uh, notes two bars of two four mm-hmm. so ta ta di ta di ta and then it also goes into a six eight as well and some of the higher levels whatnot but like uh, on the base level it's just two four um, and so I, I have all my kids are in rows and um, I've I've told the kids what the north side of the classroom is and the south side of the classroom so there's north side <laughs> leaders south side leaders and so the north side leaders there are four of them okay they see the card where all, all the other kids have their eyes closed okay I show them the card and then I say, one, two, three, go. I hide the card, and then they are supposed to whisper it like you would do in regular telephone to the person mm-hmm. next to them. until so the person all the way on the south side with a whiteboard and, and whiteboard marker, They once they hear it, they have to draw out what they hear. They have to decode it, essentially. So if they say ta, ta, di, ta, di, ta, mm-hmm. it has to be quarter note, two eighth notes, two eighth notes, quarter note. Mm-hmm. And then thumbs up when they got it. So like my sixth graders have nailed it to the point where we now do like anti um, – up the ante where if you're first and correct, you get two points. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like, it's a fun, again, that through game. That sounds really fun. And, yeah. And yeah. I, and I, 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 oh my gosh. They get into competitions too. They love like, it. it. The minute you introduce points, it mm-hmm. doesn't even matter. Like, 
they didn't even have to be a prize. Like, yeah. <laughs> if Your there's role, points, it's pride. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah, it's on. It, you just got, you just gotta know who your kids are. Because I remember For one sure. one cohort of kids like they got really upset. Like started yelling at a kid. It's like mm, that's mm-hmm. not how we do it. That's nope. not how we do it. Nope. nope. That's not sportsmanlike behavior. They need to know that stuff though. And the only way to know that is to practice it. So. Rule five. Yeah. Don't be a turd. A turd. Don't be a turd. Yeah, games yep. are super important. Um, yes. other, uh, learning through fun. Because if it's not interesting, they're not going to remember it. Yeah. It doesn't matter how important it is, how much, how much you drain it into their, drill into their brains. Right now, um, I was telling you, Crystal, that I'm, tr- I'm learning, um, trying to teach myself Tagalog. Yeah. And uh, I'm reading through a book called, called Fluency Forever. And there's a lot of great concepts, a lot of great concepts. And it talks, he it talks a lot about memory because the, the author, I wish I could check his name while I'm talking. The author is an opera singer and okay. he had to learn a bunch of languages yep. in a short amount of time. He also uh, was sharing how... Uh, you had to fake your way through him at he, least. No, no, very much. Yeah. He, so he was in a program and it was the beginner, the kind of beginner... Mm-hmm. Which like you learned a little bit, but still in the beginning level, yeah. the intermediate. And he he was uh, kind of familiar with French. He decided to then cheat and looked on you know re, not just do it blank, but but he looked online before he took the test, like mm-hmm. a lot of vocab. And he then was placed into the intermediate level. Oh, okay. And he then had to have an interview with this with uh, with this jury of people to make sure he didn't cheat. Oh. So that's what he had to learn French in a short amount of time. <laughs> and anyways, I mention all this because so one of the concepts he talks about. I wish I could pull up his name. Who is his name? Da, da, da. One of the things that he talks about um, is that uh, if it's not interesting. Uh-huh. It's not going to stick. Right. And longevity is way more important than cramming. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can cram for something and remember it for a test. But yeah, we are, you'll uh, immediately forget it the day after. You will, yeah. We yeah. Took, you will, our brain. It's short-term memory versus long-term memory. Very much and so. And play gets it into that long-term storage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like this was pleasurable. We want to do it again. He also talks about, so there's a study. Uh, I mean, no, I'm going on a uh, hard, <laughs> not, <laughs> not hard left turn because it still is correlative. <laughs> We're spinning. But like, uh, there was a study. Uh-huh. With a bunch of college students, and um, they placed a test on what would you remember the most. Mm-hmm. So the first thing was uh, they asked the th- four questions. The first one was how many letters are in the word bear. Uh huh. The second one was does apple sound the same as snapple. The third one was um, is an instrument a tool, and the fourth one was do you enjoy pizza. And after some time, they asked the college students, which of, oh, how, how many words do you remember? The keywords were bear, apple, tool, pizza. Mm-hmm. And more, people remember, remembered pizza four times more than bear. Yeah. And it's all based on structure. So the four la- layers of memorization, the first one is like, um, is uh, structure. Mm-hmm. So four letters bear you're not gonna remember those four letters because it's not important to you but it's like there are four letters to bear the second one is sound mm-hmm. that's that so the, the next rhyme. layer mm-hmm. so there's apple rhyme and snapple then third layer utility exactly um and then function. enjoyment <laughs> and then personal uh-huh. connection ah. and if we can and so this goes back to the music classroom if we can tap into the personal connection if they're having fun with what we're teaching Mm-hmm. If they can remember the enjoyment of them winning, mm-hmm. it's going to stick with them much longer than if you just go by function. Whew. Yes. And the thing is... If you, when that ties you, into the standards, too. It does, very much That's so. That's interesting. And the, um, if you teach 
uh, its importance is not just to do the lower lowest layer because that's mm-hmm. tough. That's really tough for sure. But if you engage all four, then every time they will remember for a long period of time. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, we, check the book out. It's a really good dig, book. What is the book? Fluent, uh, fluency, uh, fluent forever, uh, written by. Was it Gabriel Weiner? I guess it was Gabriel Weiner. Just, why am I forgetting his name? Because it wasn't functional. <laughs> it wasn't functional. There you go. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So go check that book out. And uh, he's also written a lot of blogs as well on fluent dot fluent dot hyphen forever dot com. So okay. a lot of good stuff. That is that's great stuff. And something that I've uh, that I've changed about how I structure all of my lessons mm-hmm. this year is, um, you know, especially since I'm not able to do concerts the way I want to do yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked about this before. Uh, the advocacy piece. I've made sure that I theme all of my classes so that they go together. So when the kids learn a new song, um, whether they're playing it or singing it or creating along with it or dancing to it, I can take a video of their final two minute mm-hmm. little product and I can put it together um, and it makes a 20 minute school-wide performance that's cool yeah it's it helps me to have the theme um, and then it uh, it just helps me choose my literature and um, and then uh, I can show all the different things we do in music class that way too you know and it's cool that I can show like hey all of this fits together but these guys made a song and these guys made up a dance and these guys are playing along with that on recorder or whatever Speaking of recorder. Oh, yeah. She did ask about that, didn't she? I liked it, though. I don't want to dismiss yeah. that. But no, speaking yeah. of recorder, I have not done recorder at all. Okay. Um, Ever? During COVID. During COVID. Yeah, during COVID. I did during distance learning, and it saved me. Mm. Everybody second through fourth grade got sent home with a recorder. I've never done it with second grade before. Mm. Uh, I normally I normally do it in third grade. It's not my favorite Same. thing in the world. It makes a great pre-wind instrument. Um, it's a real shortcut to learning how to read music. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important for those reasons. And I also keep them in the classroom. I don't send them home unless it's COVID and we're locked yeah. down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, families. It's amazing how all 200 recorders got lost. <laughs> that is fascinating. Uh-huh. Curious how that happened. Uh-huh. I know exactly how it happened. <laughs> um, something I've, One thing I like to do with the recorders is that before they actually play with it, I've mentioned this to you before. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a, um, I lost my voice for a while. Uh-huh. Or my voice was badly damaged, I say. Mm-hmm. And so I saw a an SLP, a speech language pathologist, for the first time. Okay. And she had me, uh, she had a cup. Okay. Like partially filled with water in a straw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember this. Yeah. And so she had me speak this. That's uh, a good hack. It was a great hack. Yeah. So she had me speak this sentence and um, while I was blowing into this uh, into the cup. But the key part is making sure that the water didn't spill out. Mm-hmm. And so that way all my engagement was like uh, it was not too much air. Mm-hmm. It was engagement through the lower port, um, through the... Um, the diaphragm, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but I thought, wait, this is a perfect idea for recorders because so there are two issues with recorders. Mm-hmm. Either you're not covering the holes correctly mm-hmm. or you're overblowing. Mm-hmm. If they can visually and f- kinesthetically feel where uh, the overblowing happens, then we can solve that problem entirely. So I give before my students get recorders, I have uh, students have a bunch of water cups and straws. A lot of my students break, but save the turtles. Like, <laughs> why do you have plastic straws? Like, because it's too expensive for me to get metal straws. Excuse me. Um, so I would have all the kids like have cups blowing air into their um, their styrofoam cups with water, and like that's their way of gauging. Um, and I can only imagine not having that. Cause I didn't try. That. I didn't try recorders during distance learning. 
Yeah, like, and you I, didn't. I, would, I did not. I did ukuleles. Okay. But not enough people showed up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I would be curious to because like I've done that for so long, I don't know how I would not. I just know. followed. I Quaver saved me over distance yeah. learning, mm-hmm. and so I just followed right along with the recorder lessons, and it it was nice because it gave the kids something to do, and not everybody was super into it. But the ones who did really took off with it. And that was cool to see. So that was neat. Um, There's a book that I found to go along with recorders, if you haven't heard of it, called um, Laszlo. Laszlo Learns Recorder. And it's Mm -hmm. by a music teacher by Vicki Weber. Um, And it's really cute. And I loved that one. That was my intro to recorder over distance learning. Mm -hmm. The kids love Laszlo. And they learn BAG by the end of it. So um, you should check it out if you need a good intro to recorder lesson. So that one works well. And I would say third grade. I think I'm going to stick to third grade. And uh, some of my bigger kids, because I have some kids that are the size of adults by sixth grade. Um, and they uh, they like moving on to alto. Okay. So. Okay. Do you have a class set of altos? I don't have a class set. I have five. Okay. Yeah. I've been working my way up. They're just the harmony ones there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they came in a set. And I do have a couple. I have a bass as well. So. They're, it's nice to have. Bases are so cool. They are so they are cool. So cool. The kids really like it when they get to play that one too. Mm-hmm. They feel like the air super stream legit. is just so different. It is. Oh, that's but that's a, a nice challenge for it somebody. It is a challenge, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have to be the right size for and it. And of course, once they fear, find out that you know, the Mandalorian theme was played on, oh, the bass recorder is like that was like, amazing. Then everyone's like, oh, yes, yes, that's true. Um, so Ashley, thanks so much for all those questions. Yeah. I never get tired of talking about what what is new with the answers to all of those with jonathan because they change it's constantly in flux yeah yeah i think that's the important thing and why i love being a teacher is you never really land you're always getting better and you're always learning that's this as long as you're doing that yeah 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 well the minute you stop doing that then you become complacent you should probably find another profession (laughs) or you should get yeah yeah Recheck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe take a sabbatical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, those were awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, if you have any more direct questions, you're always welcome to email us back. Send them our way, you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and if you want um, a question answered on the podcast, you can always email us at chaotic classroom at gmail.com just like Ashley did. Which again, thank you. That was really fun. Um, also, I think another way if uh, to help support this um, podcast is by making sure you hit five five stars, no matter what kind of podcast listening app you're on, be it iTunes or now Spotify. Spotify does it, yay! Or Google Play. Oh yeah, Google Play does that as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So whatever mm-hmm. podcast listening app, please make sure you do that. Also, if you don't follow us on YouTube, please do. Um, it helps us out. I know not everyone listens to us on YouTube, but it's still a great means, and um, it helps make sure these lights and microphones are still on that's right please make sure you like please do we're back with spiccato after the break i want to take a quick break and thank my husband brian who's been working behind the scenes producing these episodes every week on all of the platforms and on time but you need to know that he is first a financial planner for mission trails financial mission trails financial is a partner that seeks to guide clients in the journey to financial success They believe that people need a financial advisor that aims to provide strategies for success. Mission Trails Financial helps people navigate investments, tax planning, and insurance. Imagine working with an advisor who isn't tied to specific brands. Mission Trails Financial has a fiduciary responsibility to act in the best interests of their clients by providing independent, objective advice. Their mission is to help clients accomplish their financial goals. As Joe Vitale once said, a goal should scare you a little and excite you a lot. 
Do yourself a favor and set up a time to chat with Mission Trails Financial. Visit www.missiontrailsfinancial.com or call 619-419-0238 to schedule a call. You'll be glad you did. We believe that leaning on professionals is how we get ahead. Check out the program notes for more information. So our spiccato today is a little bit different. Okay. It is a magic bag. Magic. It is a magic bag. So mm. this comes from my upbringing of parents who were um, puppeteers uh, and magicians and, uh, you know, in ministry and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. this is a magic bag. As you can see, there is nothing inside. Would you like to unzip it at the bottom? Curious is a zipper on the bottom. There is a zipper on the bottom. And I can stick my hand all the way through. And as you see, there is nothing inside. Mm. Would you be so kind as to zip it back up? Did I zip it down? There you go. And ready. On three, we're going to say abracadabra. One, two, three. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. And would you like to reach inside and see what's in there now? It's a Barbie basket because my niece left it at my house. But (laughs) you can put anything inside it that you want. So this is a magic bag. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now it's gone again. Where did it go? <laughs> Don't use something that's bumpy because they'll be able to feel it. So uh, gotcha, there's gotcha. a lever on it. And you just flip it with your yeah, finger. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I did actually. Yeah, my parents um, had a giant one. And oh. they would um, they would put a... A person there? Not a, not a person. <laughs> you couldn't make a person disappear convincingly. But they would, they would disappear some pretty big things okay. on the stage. And it was fun. Cool. So how would you use a magic bag? And don't use it with the big kids because they'll figure it out immediately. Or, or also <laughs> they will constantly try to figure it out and they will just That's lose true. like all attention whatsoever. That's true too. Yeah. Um, how would I use a magic bag? How would you use a magic bag? Oh, look at that. There's something else in there. That's like a mug. That's funny. Hmm. My niece left us all kinds of things. What would I do with a magic bag? What would you do with a magic bag in music class? I guess I could stick different ideas... Uh, so, um, if we're using the, like, maybe we were doing a song or an activity, but not, like, rooted deeply into it, Mm -hmm. but, um, essentially to randomize, Mm -hmm. you would just have, like, the kids would find something something new in the bag. Oh, okay. But you can kind of also... Use it as a hook to introduce something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I got right now. So whatever comes out of the bag, but that's what you're doing for the day. That's what you're doing for the day, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, something magical comes out, and we're going to create a magical song off of it. Oh, there we go. I like it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking um, I could have somebody being a conductor for an activity and have a sparkly scarf or something inside of it, and so get to reach inside, and if they're magical enough, they get to be the leader. Ooh, okay. So have a couple kids try to reach into the bag to get something, and if they get the scarf, then they're magic. You're magical. They you're magical the leader. enough. Yeah, get to be the leader. Fascinating. Yeah, what would you do with a magic bag, friends? Let us know. Let CH us classroom. know. Let us know. I do love the magic bag. Round of the week. We have been on a Tom Chapin kick. So yes, um, we have been. This is another one. It's really cute. Round is a circle. 
Around is a circle, a circle of sound. Fits like a puzzle as it goes round. Notes fly high by clouds in the sky. They chase each other like a sister and brother. Around is a circle, a circle of sound. Fits like a puzzle as it goes round. Notes fly high like clouds in the sky. They chase each other like a sister and a brother. Around is a circle, a circle of sound. Around is a circle, a circle of sound. Notes like a puzzle as it goes around. They chase each other like a sister and brother. Around is a circle, a circle of sound. Around is a circle. Want to yeah. it one more time? Let's do one more time. All right, so, one more time, friends. Around is a circle, a circle of sound. Fits like a puzzle as it goes round. Notes fly high like clouds in the sky. They chase each other like a sister and a brother. Around is a circle, a circle of sound. Around is a circle, a circle of sound. Notes like a puzzle as it goes round. Notes fly high like clouds in the sky. They chase each other like a sister and brother around around (laughs) (laughs) thanks for bringing that bass in there to wrap it up with a bow thanks for listening friends yeah thank you and crystal question sure question for you yes where can they find you you can find me on instagram mrs.predmore you can find me on twitter at finny vapa awesome you can find me at mr seligman m-r-s-e-l-i-g-m-a-n on any of the socials twitter insta and uh, TikTok, but you can find us aggregately together ch at ch classroom on all the socials except for YouTube. See chaotic harmony classroom on YouTube, or you can go to our website chaotic harmony classroom.com, or you can email us at chaotic harmony classroom at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore and Jonathan Seligman. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com.